0: Welcome to Level Up. I'm Sherelle. And I'm Danny, And this is the podcast where we talk about health, fitness, and mindset. Let's start with the basics of what some types of hormonal contraceptives do, not Mm. all. Mm -hmm. Most hormonal contraceptives, their goal is to stop you from conceiving. uh, And to stop you from conceiving at the point of not allowing ovulation to occur. Some forms of hormonal contraceptives such as the hormonal IUD are promoted to still enable ovulation from like to occur. However, research is showing that that's actually a lot more varied than what the companies might promote it as. They kind of promote mm-hmm. it as like, oh yeah, you're still going to ovulate but research is showing that it's actually a little bit more varied than that, They're a little bit more nuanced than that, that um, with those hormonal um, IUDs, it really depends on like when you first get them implanted, you're going to have way more hormones coursing through your body than Mm. at the end of your five or six years. So you might be more likely to ovulate towards that end of use, not right Mm. at the beginning, just like depending on your other hormonal milieu happening beyond just that, IUD inside of you, it might also influence whether or not you continue to ovulate. A lot of women actually, in my experience, don't continue to ovulate, at least not regularly. Mm. And that when they do, sometimes it can be not the most awesome experience because they've got their own natural progesterone trying to happen at the same time that they've got their uh, lovely synthetic derivatives going on at the same time. So it, uh, it is so varied. So anyways, ovulation is what they are trying to control. And in order to do that, it essentially one of the axes, and there's many different axes that are involved, but one of the different pathways is, is that they provide synthetic estrogen and progesterone to stabilize and stop your gonadotropin hormones, which are FSH and LH from, um, being produced as well as as over time, your ovarian estrogen that gets created by the ovaries, as uh, and kind of signals that cascade of the gonadotropins, so they, they work together in this very complicated dance. But it will also um, inhibit that because if they're not getting scent signals from the gonadotropins, the ovaries are like peace out, I'm done. I don't need to make any more estrogen. Mm-hmm. And because you are not ovulating, you're not making your progesterone since that's how our female body makes mm. most of its progesterone. Mm. So, you essentially create an environment of in like the natural reproductive cascade gets depleted. So you're at a hypo hormone state, low hormone state. Mm that then you provide synthetic in levels that are often much higher than the natural, normal hormonal state of a woman. And those synthetics don't do the same thing as our natural, normal hormones. So progesterone is a beautiful example of this. So progesterone, the one that our bodies make, it has a host of different things that it does, including it is incredibly... Protective for our bones and our thyroid. It creates GABA. So it is so good for our nervous system, so important for neurotransmitter balance. Um, it also is incredibly important for our basal metabolic rate, our mm. sleep. Mm. Um, with the synthetic derivative, you don't get the same thing. Mm. Um, even with certain types of progesterone that is bioidentical, but not orally. Um, route of entry, so say the cream, that does not cross the blood-brain barrier. Therefore, you do not get the same neurotransmitter benefits as you do from either oral bioidentical or your own natural creation. Um, and so when it comes down to like, what is the pill doing? It, it's doing that. It's creating this um, this almost like a really bad copycat, of your body's own hormones that doesn't Mm. do all the right things. And that over time will start to affect other systems of the body because the body is this really beautifully complicated, tight, intricate feedback loops that signals get sent and certain things happen as a result. Or conversely, if certain signals don't get sent properly, they don't happen. And mm-hmm. then your body can try to compensate. And sometimes it compensates in a positive way. So in a, a positive adaptation, and sometimes it's a maladaptation,
1: mm-hmm. meaning that your
0: body's just trying to do the best that it can with what it has. And sometimes what it does might not actually be the best long-term. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens with the pill. So you do start to see, or I mean, hormonal contraceptives, you do start to see these mal-adaptations as well as these, these adaptations, but often over time, the adaptations turn into maladaptations because the body just cannot keep up with not having what it needs mm. to function. And it's not just our reproductive hormones. Um, and again, this is another, like I just said with, with progesterone, all those things I mentioned were beyond what progesterone does for our actual reproductive system. Same yeah. thing, estrogen, there's over 400 different things it does in our body. Wow. So they're not just, when we take estrogen and uh, progesterone, we are not just affecting our reproductive system. Mm. We are affecting everything in the body. And it might not be on a magnified scale at first, but the longer we're on it and the longer that we're not giving our body what it needs, the more implications that can arise. Mm. That's problematic. Because when yeah. we talk about long-term implications, bone health, your bones need estrogen and progesterone to be able to be as healthy as possible for later on in life. So if you are between the age of say 16 and 38, you're on the pill, you've literally robbed your bones mm-hmm. of the two ingredients is getting probably other ingredients, but two of the ingredients it needs to be able to be as strong and dense as possible for later on in life. Mm. Why do women have higher rates of osteoporosis? There you go. So likewise, uh, brain right now, there's some fascinated, fascinating stuff on uh, estrogen and Alzheimer's. Um, And the implications of estrogen for Alzheimer's, and either states of hypo or hyper estrogen, and how that affects our brain health for depression. That's one of the areas that I've gotten really interested and involved with, thanks to a colleague of mine who's a neuroendocrinologist, and has kind of really been working together on this stuff because I am Mm -hmm. so scared of our future, Mm -hmm. uh, future of humanity, with knowing what. Birth control pills or just estrogen and progesterone does for the brain long term in women. Um, There's been some really good research. And I say that not lightly. I know a lot of probably people on your guys' podcast be like, oh, yeah, there's research. I am, you do not want me as a reviewer because I will pick it apart (laughs) every which way when it comes to this type of work. Mm. So when I say there's a really good study, like I'm actually very sincere, like Mm. it is a very good study. Um, but there is a body of work right now on long-term depression after early birth control use. So what this research has looked at is the impact of starting birth control before or at age 18. And what does that do for our neurochemistry in our late twenties and into our thirties? And so, what it's showing is that there are much higher rates of depression and anxiety, higher rates of also um, social comparison issues, so eating disorders, mm. low self esteem, bad relationships. For me, I was like, tick, tick, tick. Okay, what else? <laughs> like, It's all it's, lining up. It like, makes yeah. sense. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they've noticed a higher overall affinity for coping. So I call it like the Wonder Woman complex that you can cope with a lot. However, in order to do that, your stress hormones go up to keep you going. Mm. And then you ride almost on this wave of adrenaline and cortisol to get you through the hard situations that you perceive as being like, oh yeah, whatever. I got this. Yeah. My Uh. my whole early 20s. We were literally talking about that just before (laughs) this. We were. We were were talking (laughs) about this off air.